Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of these Saturday Lives. I know, I know, I know. Everyone's going to be saying like, Dan, you haven't had one for like two or three weeks. And I'm going to be like, yeah, because that's how we do it. But anyone listening on the podcast, um, this is another Saturday Live, but you are probably hearing this on a random weekday. But anyway, guys, today um, I am talking to a gentleman called Ron Sanderson, who um, who I spoke to. I, I, I recognize this guy from like TV or something. I don't know how I recognize this person, but he's been on a bunch of stuff. He's got some really cool stuff. He's an autistic advocate. He's an author. We're going to get into all of that uh right now ron do you want to introduce yourself and tell us a little bit about who you are and what you do hi there thanks for having me on your show right now i'm on the front line of fighting COVID in the mental health field i work as a autism i work in the mental health field working front line as a tech working with mental health patients i also have three nationally published books a parent's guide to autism practical advice biblical wisdom which became one of the top five best-selling christian books on autism all the time. I wrote a book on theology, thought, choice, action on St. Augustine. And my third book, Views from the Spectrum, comes out May 25th. And I interviewed Armani Williams, a NASCAR driver, Rachel Barcelona, Miss Tampa, and many other famous people while writing my book. And I speak at 70 events a year on autism. I also have a very unique gift. I have over 15,000 Bible verses memorized word perfect. And I founded Spectrum Inclusion that helps people who are on the autism spectrum get employed through mentoring and resources. Currently in the United States, less than 5% of people with autism are gainfully employed as I am. And my goal in life is to be the first autistic congressman and change the status on employment and change not neurodiversity so people with, who are neurodivergent are getting hired. And I got my mascot, it's a honey badger. And I got my other mascot, a prairie dog. The prairie dog is how I learned how to read and write as a young child. And he's now over 40 years old. Whoa, geez. So how, how old are you then, if you don't mind me asking? I'll be 46 May 10th, so I'm almost 46. Holy smokes. Dude, you look like, I would say you're about 29, 20, 30, easy. 29, 30 years old, I'd say you look. Yeah, I keep in good shape. Up to about five years ago, I could still run a mile in about 4.30. <laughs> Dude, that's impressive. I, I do the same. I uh, I don't drink. I don't smoke. I don't do anything like that. You know, I'm a vegan. I work out three times a week because any more than that, and I start breaking down. Um, and it's good It's good to keep yourself in in focus, you know. And, uh, and I think uh, one of the interesting things about keeping yourself in shape, um, I do this thing called the Miracle Morning. I don't know if you've heard of this. Um, it was a, a procedure put forward by a guy called Hal Elrod, where you do like um, some like affirmation stuff in the morning and a, a prayer in some in some respect. And then you do kind of like some study, like it could be Bible study for yourself or reading a book. Um, right now, I'm reading a, a semi-religious book called. Um, uh, you might have heard of this one actually. It's it's uh, I, the guy's. I can't remember what the author's called. The Power of Positive Thinking. Have you heard of this book? Yeah, I've heard that. I've actually read that. And it's a very good book. Yeah, so so that's the kind of thing I do to keep myself because I think you got to be mentally in shape. You got to keep your your spirit in shape, you know, and you got to keep your body in shape as well. And I think that's really important. So, um, excellent stuff. You like it's it's not often I come across people who kind of like trump me and match me at the amount of crazy stuff that they do. And so I take my hat off to you. Um, you know, you do that. You, oh, you kind of you you definitely do that. Um, 
And uh, yeah, I want to talk about the book. So you just had you, a, a new book out, right? This is the, the latest one or it's coming out, right? Yep. So do you want to talk a little bit about this specific book? Yeah, so Views from the Spectrum is a book that's for families who have children on the autism spectrum and also young adults. And it's 20 inspiring stories of amazing people like Tarko, a pro baseball player for the Kansas City Royals, and Armani Williams, a NASCAR driver. Actually, this Sunday, I'm going to be meeting um, Armani Williams at his home and meeting his family and being able to talk to him and um, share even more after I interviewed him and share his story in the book. People like Rachel Barcelona, Miss Tampa. And I share yes. how their families were able to use those unique gifts, those unique talents, and refine them into beautiful gifts. My mom worked with me. I was severely autistic. My speech development was so delayed that when I was seven years old, my brother Chuck would meet, introduce me to people saying, you got to meet my brother Ron. I think he's from Norway. He'd have me talk, knew what I was saying, except my immediate family. They could interpret Ron language, but no one else could. And he became an expert on Norwegian languages. And my mom always said that autism isn't something you cure, it's something you refine. And mm -hmm. what she meant by that is I can't cough on you and you get the autism flu. I could cough on you if I had COVID, you could get COVID, but you wouldn't get the autism flu. Right. And autism unrefined for me looked like this. You're walking on the beach or on the sidewalk, the back black pavement to go to the beach on the hot black pavement and bare feet and all of a sudden something feels jagged and sharp you go down you pick it up it's a piece of glass all of a sudden now your foot is cut you take that grass and you throw it away because it's unrefined glass and for me autism was jagged i couldn't um help saying certain things that popped in my mind if i a thought came in i'd say it unfiltered autism unrefined for me was not being able to control my emotions. When I got hyper, I just go off and melt down. But autism refined now looks like this. You're off that hot black pavement. You're walking along the ocean, and all of a sudden your foot feels something good. You go down, you pick it up. It's a piece of glass. It's been refined by something greater in itself, the ocean. For me, autism refined was learning social skills, interacting with other children, taking speech therapy all the way from age 2 to 16, um, learning how to read using art and visual in ways I was able to learn. And it was a prairie dog named Prairie Pup who my mom bought me when I was age seven and used him to, as my special interest to teach me. And it's also the honey badger that I have. That's a fierce advocate. I got my first honey badger on my honeymoon. And that one I don't take when I speak places because when you press its paw, every F-bomb in the book comes flying out. It's mouth and a list voice. I don't take my what people think I'm having a live meltdown. And that's what these parents did with their children is they didn't cure autism. They refined it. So Armani Williams is now driving NASCAR. Yeah, I spoke. Tarko's throwing balls um, in the major leagues. Yeah. But the parents found that talent. They refined that talent and they use that talent for something great. Even a um, video game designer, their son, Peter Lentz loved video games and parents figured out how they were able to market that and help them design video games professionally. And parents need to find the gift, find the talent and refine that gift and talent as my parents did and so many others. And my book encourages that. It also has a spiritual component 
where each chapter has verses from the Bible to meditate on and positively be able to um, focus. And it has a prayer where they're able to center on the divine and have hope for the future. A lot of families, when they get the autism diagnosis, they feel hopeless. They feel like, where can I go? And my books provide that information, that advice, and show them how they can connect not only with therapy, but also with a higher power and with abilities and people who have already been on the journey farther than they have, and who can encourage them on their journey and teach them how they were able to help their child reach their full potential. And I always say full potential is different for each child, but one child may be not biting. They may be able to communicate a few words for their needs. For other children on the autism spectrum, it may be getting their PhD. It may have a career where they're able to help advance technology and help advance our civilization. Absolutely, dude. I think um, your book sounds absolutely incredible. <laughs> I gotta get me a copy of it, like ASAP. Um, I think it sounds amazing. And you know, I can totally relate to, um, you know, teaching yourself, uh, like, you know, or learning more skills, like social skills. Because so, I went to a mainstream high school and a mainstream mainstream primary school, which is a preschool in America. Um, and I, I do believe that if, if I hadn't been in those situations, I'm being blessed with people like friends who would teach me social things and, and I'm still learning every day. But if I hadn't have had those experiences uh, and I went to like a special school, I don't think I would have developed as much because I would have been, you know, kept back from maybe experiencing certain social social situations. And I did a video all about like autism and schooling because this, I feel like this phenomenon is, is quite apparent where um, when you're, you know, when you're, when you have a special need, or an additional need, and then you put into an additional needs education system. They, they, it's kind of like it makes almost sometimes it hibernate. It, it, sorry, incubates the issues sometimes because you're surrounded by that issue. But when I was, you know, okay, a bit more like scarred by being in mainstream school because I was like kind of like in too deep, you know, I was in deep water and I didn't know what I was doing. Um, but I do feel like I've learned so much more social skills from from those situations, and because of those situations, I'm forever grateful because. I feel like I was able to, you know, my 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 speech uh, and my um, my ability to understand what other people are trying to say to me is kind of really increased. Um, and it's interesting, to, you know, what you're saying about, you know, it's not curing autism because obviously there's no cure. You know, it's not something you can cure. It's not a it's not a disease, right? You know, it's a it's a neurological condition that is a lifelong developmental um, neurological condition. And uh, a lot of people forget that. You know, people people, you know, the parents parents get like the the bum right because they're kind of like they have the shock kind of oh you know i need to help my kid and then like where do i go and i think things that you're doing you, you know with the book and you, and you say you know you did like 70 speeches a year or something like that it's like ridiculously good and it's things like that which which has the power to change the world so i'm honored really to have you on, on this podcast um and you said something you know that your book was doing which i really reflected um in my talk so in the last uh speaking tour i did before covid hit I was talking about how um, like the main premise of the the whole show was about how when, when parents, uh, you know, they, they kind of, they have, they have a kid on the spectrum and then they go, Oh, you know, my kid can't read very well. They can't write very well. And, the, and they're selective mute, you know, or, or they've got delayed speech, but they, and then they focus on those things like, Oh goodness, you know what they can't do, what they can't do. But then they never say, Hey, my kid is like kick butt at Legos or he's like the best computer program I've ever seen. Or like you can memorize Bible verses in the thousands, you know, like it's, it's really interesting that the parents always kind of like 
um, fill that fill that kind of focus with the things that the, negatively with the things that the kid can't do rather than the things that the kid can do and it's that encouragement like you said it's that kind of refining the things that they're really good at to really propel them forward and, and I always say to parents um because you know I'm a YouTuber and I, and I know other YouTubers and uh, there's a guy called Sean that I know he's a he's a, a an, uh, an Irish uh, YouTuber, um, uh, but he lives in the UK, and he's you know he's like a multimillionaire from just playing video games and reviewing video games on his channel, uh, Jack's Septic Eye, and you know it, it's it's things like that when you say to a parent, look, if your kid is good at something, then really focus in on that thing that they're good at. Um, so I want to thank you for kind of highlighting that, and also putting it into a book where parents can really digest it, you know? Um, and so tell me, what are your diagnosis uh, yourself? Like what, what, what is your current kind of diagnosis? All right, so in 1982, I was diagnosed with autism at age seven. When I was diagnosed, only one in 10,000 children were diagnosed with autism. And now it's one in every 59 children, one in every, or three out of every four children with autism will be male. And one in 37 males will have autism. And then later on in life, I was diagnosed as an autistic prodigy because of my art ability and my ability to memorize vast amounts of information. During my lifetime, I've only met one other person who had as many verses of the Bible memorized as I did. And I got to um, intern and mentor under Dr. Jack Van Impey. And he died not this past, or he died 2020 on January 18th. And when he died, the New York Times did a two-page article on his um, ministry because he was so well-known. Wow. And when I worked for him, he said I was the only person he ever met in his lifetime who was able to do what he was able to do. And um, also, I had the first major Americans with Disabilities case in the state of Michigan. My senior year of high school, I was the second fastest on the second fastest 3,200 relay team for the state of Michigan. And I was past the age limit to compete due to autism holding me back in kindergarten. And I had to go to the federal courts and I won and I got to compete my senior year and um, CNN carried my story and all the news stations. And my relay team ran the second fast time in the state of Michigan. And I got full ride for track and cross country. But again, it took parents who were advocates and saw that that gift was there for track and cross country. And what I say too is with autism, gifts morphs, they change and transform into other gifts. And if you can take that gift, well, it's a passion, well, it's a special interest and help them learn by it. When the next gift comes, it's gonna morph into new abilities, new talents. And that's what my parents did with track and cross country. Once that morphed into an interest in theology, it spilled out into academics. And then from there, went into a career and being able to work full-time and be gainfully employed going on now over 13 years in the mental health field and as a professor for 17 years of theology. Wow. And so do you have a PhD in theology? No, I have a Master of Divinity from Oral Roberts University. Oh, but you so teach. it's one step below a PhD. Yeah. Yeah. Um, that's, that's, dude, it, I mean, wow. You just blew me away. Like you, it, it's incredible. I love it. You know, and it's funny. Um, the whole thing about memorizing stuff. Um, I, and, and I love that you said about the whole morphing of, of different ideas. Cause you know, 
I, I love all kinds of things. Uh, I don't know how much you know about me, but like I have a degree in chemistry um, and I, I found that just fascinating. I loved it. And I never found myself as an academic or I didn't even like mathematics until I did it. And then I applied it and I was like, wow, I really love maths now. You know, I love science and academia. And then, you know, like writing a book was was super interesting. Um, an interesting experience. Um, but then like also I'm a multi-musician. I taught myself to play different types of instruments, you know, and I've got like a CD out in Japan and I'm signed to an American record label as well. And and I'm just, as you were saying that, I was thinking, yeah, because like I just morph like the things that I'm really into, you know, um, I became a marketing expert and a, and a Facebook marketing uh, analyst expert because um, I was just fascinated with how I just absorbed all this information and then I could retain that information. And one of my uh, friends is always really shocked, well, actually, a lot of people, but when they get to really know me, but they, they're always really shocked the amount of information I know on a subject, right? And that the amount of information I can mm-hmm. regurgitate on a subject. And I always find it like, I feel I feel personally like I don't know that much. I always feel like, you know, if you if, if you were to visualize it, I would say there's like a, like a box like this, and I know like this much, and you know, there's so much more space that I feel like I've not filled up with information or data, but they're just like blown away with the amount of stuff that I know. I'm thinking, goodness me. And I've never met anybody else other than you right now, actually, that could, uh, that could, you know, detest the fact that they have like, oh yeah, I can, um, you know, memorize X amount, X amount, X amount. I love that. Um, and it makes me feel a bit more kind of, um, I don't know, a bit more in, in, in the know with people. I don't know. It's cool. Um, so, uh, yeah, Tony, Dr. Tony Atwood, I was going to say, says that a person with autism or Asperger in a very short time become, can become one of the top experts in the world on a topic that they're, interested in and that's how it's been for both me and you yeah dude you know it's funny you say that because um i i wanted to um i was i i've made an online course teaching people um you know how to uh, like for parents and caregivers and stuff like that how to be with their children um uh, with, you know with, who are on the spectrum and stuff and i wanted to give my perspective similar to what you've done on your book and stuff but i wanted to give more of like a I don't know, like a video education thing, because obviously video is my thing. And so I, I did this course with this company and and they were talking about how marketing and all this stuff works. And I was like, didn't really care about it. And then I, I parted ways with that company and I still had all this data and I was like, I want to market it. So I spent literally two weeks digesting every single book I could find, every single podcast, every single blog, every single piece of information I could find on digital media, social media marketing, uh, funnels, everything like that. And I went from literally knowing nothing about it to being paid an excessive amount of money as a consultant for large companies in America, which I'm I'm not legally obliged to talk about. But as a consultant, I still do that right now. I consult with large companies on on uh, business marketing and social media marketing, and it's crazy. And <laughs> it's funny because that's what you said, you know, like in, in a short space of time, I was able to just focus all my energy on that, just like that. And, and I, I love doing that, you know. I I I don't know. You almost become a, uh, a micro expert or a master in those things right because and then i always feel like i've mastered that thing and then i'm gonna move on to the next one but those things are always going so i'm always learning new things from that thing so it's kind of like spinning plates you know you you master how to spin this plate and it keeps spinning and you do another one and it keeps spinning and you've got all of these plates of interest that keep going and yeah it's absolutely fascinating um so where are you located and what what, what where are you what part of the world i live in um the united states i live in um Rochester Hills, Michigan. And when the pandemic began, Michigan with Detroit was um, the third hardest hit um, city in um, the United States when it first began. You had New York was hit hard, California and Michigan. Now it's pretty well leveled out. Things are getting somewhat back to normal. Hopefully they'll be um, able to speak again, live again. It's still, um, things are 
close as I speak right now. And um, I grew up in Michigan. I went to college way out in Oklahoma, Tulsa, which is a 16-hour drive from Michigan or 930 miles away. And um, I currently work, as I mentioned earlier, in the mental health field and as a professor at Destiny School of Ministry. And then I was speaking at 70 events a year. I do about now 30 to 40 conferences where before I was doing a lot more. Um, but as soon as things open up, I'll be doing that again. And I'm working on my fourth book right now, Autism Growth and Transitioning Adulthood. It's a book on young adults with autism and how they can transition into adulthood. And like you, when I wrote my first book, I only knew a little bit about autism. My own experiences, but I interviewed 50 of top experts in the world who work in the autism field, people like Dr. Lynn Coiney from the UCLA Autism Center, even famous um, television evangelists who had kids on the autism spectrum. And I interviewed 50 of the best known people on the autism spectrum. And in a nine month period of time, I became one of the top experts in Michigan on mental health and on autism. And um, now when they news cats are doing things on mental health or autism i'm one of the first people they call i love it dude that's awesome like you you're blowing my mind i love this and so i want i want to you know in terms of um like online i mean you have such a lot of resources to give how can people find you where's the best place like plug your socials plug your website where, where can people listen right now where can they go the best place is spectruminclusion.com that's my website it's about 10,000 views a month and then if they want to reach me the best way is um sanderson s-a-n-d-i-s-o-n 456 at hotmail.com all my books are found on amazon if you google ron sanderson i get first on google i like the joke is that the reason i go by ron sanderson and not ronald sanderson the most famous person named ronald sanderson in the 1940s and 1950s, he tested LSD on children. Yeah. And the guy lived to about 95. And the funny irony is, is that his final book was published by Jessica Kingley Publishing out of the UK. And um, it's the number one publisher for autism. So I don't want them <laughs> thinking I'm getting autistic kids on LSD like the other Ronald <laughs> Sanderson who's now passed away. So I go by Ron, so I get first on Google. But if you nice. do Ronald, you're going to get this guy who um, his <laughs> research is still world-renowned because no one can repeat it. Yeah. No one can do um, the things he did that you could in the 1940s oh, and gosh. 1950s. Sheesh. He was giving kids LSD. I mean, it was a crazy time, wasn't it? I mean, back in the day, goodness. Yeah, 1940s but, and 50s. Wow. I mean, yeah you know, post-World War II and all that. It was a very interesting time. Um, but <laughs> needless to say, that is great. I think that there's there's so much wealth that you have to offer in terms of value for people. I think everybody definitely needs to go to your site. I will link everything in the description and the show notes of this video and podcast so everyone can find you. Now, Ron, is there anything you want to kind of like say or, or kind of talk about before we kind of wrap this interview up? Because I think like, you know, people are just raring to go to go and search you up on the internet right about now. Okay, thanks. There's one quote I love. I have over 5,000 quotes memorized, word perfect, and it's this. It's um, Pastor Charles Spurgeon, by perseverance, the snail made on the ark. And I like to say, no matter how slow your child is or how slow you are, cognitively, 
if you're heading in the right direction like that snail, you're going to reach your goal or the arc that's um, set up for you. And I encourage people that my development began very slow. I was um, 20 years old when I graduated from high school. People wanted me to wait one more year so I could be the designated buyer. I was um, 35 years old before I moved out of my parents' house. I was 40 years old when I became a dad, 40 years old when my first book came out, Appearance Guide to Autism and Practical Advice, Biblical Wisdom, 42 when my second book come out. And I'll be 46 when my third book comes out. But it's not the rate that you move it. It's the success okay. that you achieve. And a lot of times on the spectrum, most of our success is later in life. We're late bloomers. And to not to um, think just because a development is delayed doesn't mean it's denied. Ooh, nice. Thank you so much, Ron. That's, that's incredible. And you're such an inspirational guy. I'm, uh, yeah, we're definitely going to keep in contact forever now. Um, I, okay. I just want to thank you so much for coming on and just like, wow. I mean, I'm just blown away. So I will encourage everybody I know to go and check you out because you've just blown my mind. So guys, check out Ron's website. I, again, I'll leave a link for this in the description and the show notes. You'll definitely check it out. And this will be in a blog format on my uh, website as well, theaspieworld.com, where you'll find all the links to Ron's stuff. Awesome. Hey guys, thank you so much for listening to this podcast. If you haven't already, please share this with anybody and everyone who you think can get some benefit from it. And also, I know a bunch of you guys who haven't already subscribed to this podcast, but listen, so please go over and subscribe to it now so you don't miss an episode. Also, if you want to hit me up on Twitter, it's at the Aspie World, the T-H-E, Aspie, A-S-P-I-E, and then World, W-O-R-L-D, so the Aspie World. All right, guys, thanks.